Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Netling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am very excited to have as my guest, Amber Powers. And let me tell you about Amber. After escaping the grips of a cult, even losing two family members in the Johnstown Massacre, Jonestown Massacre, Amber Powers found herself adrift and isolated. After grooming into, being groomed into a marriage at a young age, She started to doubt her entire existence. With immense courage, she bravely chose to leave behind her childhood beliefs, her spouse, her church community, her lifelong companions, and even some family members. Amber is a shining example of resilience and strength. She dared to dismantle the falsehoods she once embraced as truths and emerged a successful entrepreneur who is dedicated to helping others bravely embrace their voice and their purpose, regardless of their past. Amber Powers is both the president of Powers Digital Marketing and the founder of Shop From Her, a startup intended to cause consumers and businesses to consciously choose to buy or hire from a woman-owned business. (laughs) She has over 22 years of marketing experience and has successfully led her marketing firm, specializing in creating and nurturing ethical influencers since 2014. Amber is available for speaking engagements as well. Today, I thought appropriately, we would talk about ethical influencing Please join me in welcoming my guest, Amber Powers. Well, Amber, I'm just like, my heart is just so happy for you. You, you really you. shine in that from, um, from the topic of resilience. We probably should have another whole segment on resilience, but as always, I ask the easy question to get us going, juices flowing. Where do you call home? Where do you live? Um, I wish that was a simple answer, but it's not. <laughs> we are <laughs> nothing is simple in life. Yes. <laughs> um, we actually sold our, um, as they call it, sticks and bricks home uh, last year and hit the road full time. We are full time RVers traveling. Um, right now, we are in Florida. That is our home base. And we're traveling across the country to spotlight women-owned businesses. Uh, I love it. Such a, a very cool thing. Uh, there is so much to see. I did a month-long 
with my parents when I was 14 uh, from Pittsburgh to California and back. And we did the lower parts of the States and then the upper parts. And it's just so great to immerse yourself in the different cultures that you see as you go from state to state, even though, you know, we are in this one country, it's just like, well, not quite like Europe, but just, you know, you do have different people and it's so exciting. So I I love Love to talk to you, um, uh, nomad uh, RVers. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so we are here, though, to talk about influencers and ethical influencers. But I, I think that I can't give them that intro of yours that's so moving and, and brings on so many questions. What was it like growing up in a cult? Um. It's a great question, and the answer surprises a lot of people. Um, I was born into the cult that I was raised in, so I didn't know anything different than them. Um, And so to me, for at least the first, I would say probably seven to eight years of my life, it felt normal. That's the only thing I knew until we start to reach like preteen age. And then we start comparing our lives to those of others all of a sudden. Um, I was being asked to switch from, you know, uh, wearing shorts and T-shirts to long sleeves and skirts, having to wear my hair longer. Uh, the one thing I wanted more than anything in the world was to have my ears pierced, and I couldn't have my ears pierced. And so I was being asked to stand apart from the world, as as my church would call it. Um, and I think most kids, at least in my generation, the thing that they wanted more than anything was to fit in. And so to be asked to um, intentionally stand out was, it was hell for me, Mm -hmm. truly. Um, So to be raised in a cult, what was it like? Um, In in different parts of my life, it was, um, it was different um you know as a a young child I could run around our five acres in my shorts and t-shirts and uh swing and play and jump and leave like you know most children would be able Mm -hmm. to do um but as I got older I was asked to step into some of what the the cult would have called more moral codes um of acting and behaving and just being Um, and so even today, you know, some of the, the things that I was asked to do or refrain from doing still have an impact on my mm-hmm. life. Um, my husband will often ask me, did you see such and such movie? It was like an epic 80s or 90s movie. <laughs> and I was like, I've never even heard of that. He was like, what? <laughs> um, how could you how could you not? Where were you? Um, and I was very sheltered in a lot of yeah. ways. So um, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of pop culture that influences society and allows it to progress uh, was not allowed in my life. So in many ways, that did hold me back. So I want to just talk a little bit. You, you did mention your husband um, and the influences that you had still, I think, probably are in those past memories and things. And and so what was 
it like or or how do you cope sometimes being in a relationship with somebody who didn't can't imagine what it was like for you in, in those teen years maybe um and how do you how do you be able to navigate that in those conversations and, and have have him understand? Sure. Um, I think just the evolution of relationships, period. Um, we, we briefly touched on, you know, being groomed into marriage at a very early age, preteen, in fact, um, and marrying the wrong person, not because he's a bad person. He just wasn't the right person that I was supposed to end up with. And um, really beating myself up for that marriage and going through a number of really terrible relationships simply because I didn't know who I was, right? And so in evolving as a human being and spending time alone and figuring out who I am, that better allowed me to know who I wanted to be with and who I needed to come alongside me and support me. I knew where I was weak and where I needed help. And I knew where my strengths were that I could help with others. Um, And so it really was um, sort of an evolution of coming to know myself before I was ready to find the right person. And then once I was ready, I knew that I needed someone that was effective at communicating. Mm -hmm. That was a non-negotiable. And so when he and I first started dating, there were hours of conversation. And that was something that I really missed out on in my previous marriage. There was almost no communication. And so having someone that could both listen and talk, um, effectively communicate, it was like a breath of fresh air. I felt Mm -hmm. like I, I was finally being seen and heard and could also use my skills of active listening um, and really grow with that person. So those skills of him being able to just sit back and listen um, and seeing his genuine reactions to a life outside of his own, I, I really didn't understand how differently I was raised in comparison to other people until I really got to see his reactions firsthand and raw. Like, I think where a lot of people that you meet you know, in networking settings or that sort of thing, they might hold back some of yeah. their reactions for fear of offending. Yeah. His reactions are raw, they're authentic, and they're appreciated because that's yeah. how I choose to live my life is authenticity. Oh, so wonderful. Um, it, I think that the, the question that comes to mind too is what influenced you moved you to leave the cult to change um, your life that has to be a yeah. scary thing that had to be a scary yeah thing. yeah i would say the biggest catalyst um when i was married the first time i finished my degree um i was at a christian university um and the counselor came in and he was like okay well we're at the end uh you do still have some um humanities that we need to finish up that you can test out of. Here are your options. Intro to business ethics, intro to world religion. And so I selected intro to world religion. 
And I'll never forget when I actually came in and sat down and, and took the test, he said, Amber, I've got to ask you, all of your peers chose business ethics. What made you want intro to world religions? And I said, well, I'm in university to learn, right? And he said, yes. And I said, I already know everything I need to know about ethics. I don't know anything about other world religions. I wasn't allowed to study them. Mm. It was absolutely forbidden. And in learning about those world religions, um, I began to see some parallels. And I began to uh, start to think, you know what, maybe what I've been taught my whole life isn't right. Mm. Maybe I'm being kind of egocentric to think that I have all the answers. Um, and so that opened my mind enough to start to really explore what could be possible. And I think that is what eventually led to me completely walking away from everything. So why now are you so passionate about helping women? So as a member of this cult, women were not allowed to hold any role in the church other than teachers. That was as high as we could go. Um, and our voices were really oppressed. Mm -hmm. Just quite frankly, we were, we were very oppressed. Uh, we were sexually objectified. And um, I felt like I couldn't have a voice. For most of my life well into adulthood well into my 30s and it wasn't really until my 40s when i started to understand that not only do i have a voice but i have a purpose and in order to fulfill that purpose i have to use my voice um, that purpose and my voice were so perfectly aligned and i think that so many women out there feel intimidated i think so many women out there feel imposter syndrome and this happens with all like celebrities. This happens with um, some of the best psychologists out there, right? There is this imposter syndrome that, and people feel like they're alone in that and they're not. And so just having someone to walk alongside you, to encourage you and to let you know that your ideas and your, your purpose is valid and to let you know that these are the changes that are possible when you just speak on it when you just use your voice. Um, to me, that is what changes the world, is people using their voice for what they really believe in. So that's why it's so important to me. Oh, awesome. We are right there together, my dear. Um, yeah. Know, and that's one of the reasons I work with not only women, but the youth, because, yes. you know, we, uh, most adults, we wait till we're 30 or 40 to realize that we have a voice that we should be using. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so wonderful. So what's different about the process, your process compared to others that really will help people to get their message out there? Yeah, so um, I would say that my, my process is a very intuitive one. Um, and what I mean by that is I don't hold back when, when we're in conversation and we're having a consulting meeting and we're figuring out, you know, what are next steps? Uh, how do we, how do we pull off this vision? Um, I get intuitive hits and I simply speak them. 
And it creates a dialogue between my clients and myself to where it allows me to dig deeper and it allows me to cause them to dig deeper. It's a journalistic style um, sort of to where um, one of my clients actually calls me her marketing therapist. I am not a a mental health professional. I'll just put that out there. (laughs) Um, But it's those questions. It's that probing that causes people to stop and really consider who they are at their core. Um, And it causes drastic shifts in all the best ways. So it's that intuitive journalistic approach um, that really causes people to, I don't let you stay in comfort because growth happens outside the comfort zone. So I ask the uncomfortable questions, right? Um, and I, 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 I have literally told clients this before, this is you now, this is you in the future. This is the bridge to get there. Either you're willing to walk over it or you're not. So what is it? Cause if you're not, we can walk away part ways as friends and colleagues and I'll wish you the best. But my job is to get you from A to C. Yeah. And I loved how that, that visual, because Sometimes you do have to take a leap of faith. Totally. Believing in yourself. So good. All right. So I'm sure your your background in being in the cult influenced this, but talk to us about your journey that led you to uh, a minimalist living, you know, the living in a a, a RV especially, but you yeah. know, I'm sure it's not just that. It's not just the, the place you live, but right. other things. Talk to totally. us. Yeah. So um, it really was a process. Um, we purchased a home in Florida in 2016, I believe it was. Um, and a couple of things happened um, at around the same time. Number one, my husband got very much into gardening. Um, and raising our own food. And uh, the more you learn about the earth, the more you learn how to nourish it and how to be nourished by it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's simply an education, right? Um, If you take the time to be educated, you start to make changes in your life um, to make your life better and the the environment around you better. Um, Simultaneously, I became friends with a gal who opened a zero waste shop I had no idea what that was (laughs) at the time Um, but simply by getting to know her and again educating myself on um, things that we can do to cause less damage to our planet um, learning these small ways that we can make a difference um, it was it was simply a no-brainer for me Mm -hmm. Um, you know from switching to uh, silicone bags instead of single-use you know, Ziploc baggies or, or whatever uh, zipper baggies that you use. Um, it's an investment up front that eventually, and, and, and not very long at all, will pay for themselves. Yeah, and yeah. also you're not dumping waste into the earth. And so it's these little things like using reusable straws by uh, using maybe grocery bags to put your trash in instead of buying trash bags. Um, that really do these little tiny changes really do make a difference. 
And so we started going through our house and every day um, taking things to a thrift store. Um, we, we had two trips a week that we would make to the thrift store. We started watching um, uh, documentaries about tiny house living, um, finding out where that movement started, why it started. And all of this education essentially led to us saying, you know what, we feel like this is the right time for us to make this move. Um, it's in line with our business goals, so let's do it. Very good. So um, you, we talked earlier about this, but there's that area that you and I are aligned with about really having that authentic voice. And so I always ask people to share their secrets with the audience because I think sometimes that's where a lot of people struggle. They wear that mask trying to be who they think people want them to be as opposed to who they are. Yeah. Um, so some people will call this a gut feeling. Some people will call it intuition. I say, call it whatever you want. It's the same thing. Um, if someone asks you uh, to behave a certain way, if someone asks you to show up in a particular way that you feel in your gut, you literally can feel something that says, Ugh, this doesn't quite feel right. And oftentimes we'll override it. We'll be like, oh, it's fine. It's just for a few hours. Oh, it's fine. It, you know, we only see them once a year. Oh, it's fine. Until, oh, it's fine becomes the way you live. Yeah. Right? You, you're living an entirely different identity than who your gut, who your spirit tells you you are. Your body is an instrument. Listen to it. Um, that's how I feel aligned. If, if my gut tells me no, the answer is no. I will say it kindly the first time. And if you push back, that is, that is my joy that you're interfering with at that point. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. when I live outside of who I authentically am, I am not in joy. And joy is the state in which I always strive to live. Anything outside of that? Why? Yeah, Why? For sure. <laughs> All right. So um, the last question I have before we go to rapid fire was that I told you in the beginning, I love hearing about the RV experiences of yeah. living on the road as a nomad. So just give us a couple highlights of this past year of you being on the road. Um. I would say one of the biggest highlights, we took a trip up to um, Hocking Hills, Ohio uh, for a friend's wedding. So we went on a multi-state tour. We went to um, South Carolina. We went to Indiana. We went to Mississippi, um, Ohio, Kentucky. And just, I think, number one, being on the road um, and with my partner, who I love dearly, we had so much time to really yeah. get to know one another more, you know, mm -hmm. um, being on the road for hours and we have a golden retriever in tow. Um, I think that's the other part of it is we have a, a critter with us that we take with us everywhere. And she brings us so much joy and seeing her get to explore and uh, be with nature. We both love nature so much um, and getting out there doing hikes spending time in nature, you know, just being with the trees or next to a river or next to a lake. Um, and we've seen so much wildlife 
snakes. Mm -hmm. uh, we literally were stalked by a bobcat. I mean, <laughs> we just had so many adventures and stories. And my husband just recently started using a phrase, once in a lifetime. Yeah. Like this moment is a once in a lifetime moment. Let's remember it. Mm -hmm. And we have so many of those now. So that means um, what's next is got to be a book. That there would be book. awesome. Yeah. Ah, so that was <laughs> one of my rapid fire questions is with this life that you live, your past, your present and your future, I would love to see a book on that. So talk to us yeah. about what you're doing. Yeah, so um, in March, uh, we are slated to publish um, my book on <laughs> March 12th, actually. Um, it is filled with um, really most of the stories of my life from the twists and turns that my career have taken um, to my romance, obviously, growing up in the cult and how that has shaped me, um, but also what those lessons have taught me. Yeah. One of the things that I found most difficult was, and it, one of the things I found most difficult was stepping outside of the pain. Um, as my publisher told me multiple times, write from the scar, not from the wound. And mm -hmm. so in order to be able to write from the scar and not from the wound, you have to heal first. Mm -hmm. And so this, this was a very healing process. Awesome. Well, it's time now for me to share my screen. So those that are just listening, you know the, the drill. You should get a paper and pencil so you can write down her website information. All this information will be on my findyourleadershipconfidence.com website as well as YouTube. But if you want to get right away, you do it now. So the websites are https colon forward slash forward slash powersdigitalmarketing.com or her personal website is https colon forward slash forward slash www.amberkpowers.com. Again, amberkpowers.com. You can find her on Facebook at powers D-I-G-M-K. So powers D-I-G-M-K. LinkedIn at powers-digital-marketing slash about. Instagram is Powers Digital Marketing. YouTube, just look up Amber Powers or digit, Powers Digital Marketing. You'll find her. I'm going to let Amber talk to you about what you can find on those websites and social media. Yes. So on Powers Digital Marketing, I actually have a Instagram a checklist that you can use to really boost your wow. visibility through showing up authentically. Um, that is a super effective tool that I spent quite a time, a bit of time curating. Um, so that specifically is for Instagram. However, many of the tips that are included on there can be um, applied to other platforms such as TikTok, Facebook, really almost any of them. So um, that is the freebie that I have right now. Um, if you cannot find it, certainly just uh, reach out via the contact form on the website and I will gladly just send it to you via email. Awesome. Well, Amber, I just so enjoyed talking with you and, and definitely we, we should get together and, and talk some more. But, I love that. Um, again, thank you for sharing your day, some of your time with me. And uh, again, I look forward to doing finding other ways that we could collaborate. And I cannot wait to get your book. Definitely going to be a page turner, I know. 
All right. As always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.